0: Hi everyone, this is Helena, and my next guest is Nick. Nick is the head of HR in Siemens, Spain. I set out to interview Nick on his experiences of being part of the team that developed the company's new work concept, aiming to improve the atmosphere at work and work-life balance. While we do discuss how the concept was developed, we also spend some time talking about how COVID-19 has influenced our life, and so we talk about some of the remote working experiences that we've had. I consider Nick a very humble, considerate, and reflected person. His humility actually makes everything sound so obvious. But unfortunately, many leaders today still apply a top-down approach to change. So apparently, doing things the right way is not so obvious. Tune in to hear his experiences on why it's important to involve people into the process of defining what new work means to your company and to hear our chit-chat on remote working to capture some of the learnings of leading and working on remote teams. I hope you enjoy. So hi Nick, welcome to the show. I'm super happy to have you here and uh, discuss such a currently hot topic with you namely the implications of COVID-19 on how we work and our workplaces. And I bet this hit home for you as head of um, human resources at uh, Siemens in Spain. But before we dive in, and I say too much, how about you give us a short introduction of yourself and uh, so what's your current role and how, how did you get there?
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Helen, and a pleasure uh, being with you this morning. So um, I'm Nick, I'm um, working at Siemens um, with the responsibility for HR um, for Spain and Portugal since almost two years now. And um, in that role, basically responsible for any HR process from hiring people, making people better um, also letting people go if that uh, that would be required and um, and marketing Siemens also in the workplace and making it ever more attractive to our future workforce. Mm,
0: interesting. And <clears throat> so in terms of how uh, companies such as Siemens currently face um, digitalization, but now also layered with the challenges of COVID-19 on top, um, I guess that also influenced you in your role And a question before that, so before the pandemic, uh, the conventional wisdom was basically that offices were critical to productivity, culture, and um, well, winning the war for talent. And uh, companies competed for prime offices um, in major urban centers sometimes around the world, and many focused on solutions that were seemed uh, to promote collaboration densification open office designs co-working were basically the battle cries Um, this was the focus for a lot of companies up until the pandemic and now with COVID-19 we face new challenges so at Siemens what has changed um, for you
1: well, first of, first of all, I think, if you permit, um, you, you mentioned in the very beginning that uh, COVID hit home for us as HR and mm. probably didn't mean that, but of course that's not true um, because it's, it, it, many people have lost their lives and I think it's just a mm. horrible situation, it's a, a true pandemic, it impacts mm. the entire world and I think the, that's the first and foremost and most pressing issue as a society now that we have on our plates and especially in Spain and in Spain, especially in Madrid, where I live with my mm. family. Um, it's It's been and, uh, a, a very intense situation, you know, mm. um, people really, literally overfilled hospitals, people dying in the aisles of hospitals. And uh, I think those are images that people have in their heads. So mm. uh, maybe just before talking and t- jumping right into the cool office spaces, I think that's something that uh, we must be aware of this is um, it seems to have some some benefits with it but mm. I think it's it's important not to forget that this is also the real challenge uh, people are facing and are still facing it's just important to to always be aware of this it's not solved yet so um, I think it's something that uh, that's still on, on top of uh, basically everybody's mind um, and now regarding to your specific question, I would I would believe that it still is important um, as an employer to have an attractive office space, so to speak, um, because I do believe that um, as much as the pandemic shows that we have many benefits of working from from home, but also from any other place, um, we also do need um, some some places to mingle as a team and to, to form as a team. So I don't believe it to be either or, but I think it's, it's rather best of both worlds, what we need in the future so far, not yet, because at least in Spain with the current situation, people are still working almost exclusively from home where they can, because we also have people which cannot work from home and they just need to pre protect as much as, as possible, you know, in, in production sites and, and, and the like. But um, I think it's really, for, for the office people, it's the future is more best of both worlds and not the black and white, either only from home or only from the office. And for the, for the time at the office, we really want to have full office space. So, of course, in the market, you will have a drop in demand for office space because if people are working more from home, you need less office space in total. But I don't see it going away.
0: I mean, first of all, thank you so much for mentioning the 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 difficulties and the struggles that we do face, still face in society. You're absolutely true, uh, right? I mean, and um, I just wanted to ask, based on that. Um, were there any kind of um, support? I mean, yeah, challenges that you guys had to support your your the the people with, who were facing you know these 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 challenges in the family, in terms of I mean not only um, I mean in Switzerland for example, we we were able to um, be more I don't want to say, accepting of the situation that you know parents faced with having their children um, at home during lockdown and so you're able to reduce your pensum or you were able to to just be more flexible and there was more understanding for flexible um even more flexible working hours um was there anything that you guys had to or tried to support your people with how did you guys face those challenges
1: i think that during the pandemic from from a workforce perspective the ones working from home i think the two most vulnerable groups we faced was um people living alone Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: people being lonely um, Mm -hmm. and then also people with family and uh, people having to homeschool their children basically and Mm -hmm. honestly i once i once also said to a colleague that anybody who has faced this uh, lockdown Mm -hmm. with kids uh, that need schooling um from home (laughs) they deserve like a a special price, um, a special mm-hmm. recognition, I believe, because it's just incredible what they've made. One of my colleagues, she, also, she always got up at four, um, <gasps> taking turns with her husband, uh, who mm-hmm. takes um, two hours of work, two hours of kid, two hours of work, two hours wow. of kid, really taking turns. And this was incredibly intense. The same colleague basically told me, a bit later that she also sees the huge benefits of this being that she gets to spend more time with her kid because before that obviously she was just working the whole time but it was super intense and there's lots of stories like that so I really hmm. I have um, they have my utmost admiration anybody who faced and got through mm-hmm. that in that situation with family now mm-hmm. with regard what we did as a as a company we offered um, pretty much at the start, um, we started offering a psychological service so that people could dial in, and and people really used it so that
0: hmm.
1: um, people could uh, could ask for help, and um, and this could be that people are stressed, this could be that people are lonely, um, anything of that kind, and it it really really did help people. I believe it was highly appreciated, and um, mm-hmm. I think the two two big questions we also saw from our service uh, surveys. And um, uh, loneliness, and and how to disconnect um, from the digital world, and mm-hmm. uh, after a day of work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also see that. <clears throat> I mean, I can really identify, at least with the, the first group that you were mentioning, I also live by mm-hmm. myself. And like, I I think I reached week seven in total isolation, where I just wow. li- <laughs> literally reached a point where I was just like, I, I don't know what to do with myself right now. <laughs> because it mm-hmm. also fed into the whole disconnection uh, aspect, because you're on, you're working the whole time, back to back meetings. So then you kind of if if you don't have a mindful approach you you leave the computer and you're just like wow the day passed and I'm so disconnected from myself so then you try to connect with yourself you try to go outside i started to introduce more walks and just block mm-hmm. time out in my calendar and then once that was giving me a little more balance i want to say in my work life in the evenings you try to catch up with your loved ones you know <laughs> and so you're 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 on the screen again and it's just you're just constantly looking into a computer and at some point i mean mm-hmm. it was challenging but these are pretty
1: but. pretty good recommendations i believe that i mean taking a walk taking a break and <laughs> just to be clear on this one in madrid it was not allowed to take a walk even <sighs> so i think in, in in switzerland that's that's been a different situation mm,
0: um definitely but,
1: um, i think that's exactly a good example of of what helped people to do um but it's, it's tough and it's just, um, I'm glad we are currently not in a, as bad a situation as we were a couple of months ago.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, so you're, I mean, you are saying the, the situation is still, it hasn't recovered, obviously. I mean, a pandemic doesn't go away overnight, clearly, um, but people are, are allowed to, it's not a strict lockdown anymore, right? In Madrid, it's,
1: in Madrid, it's, um, so far, if you don't have a good reason, you are not, allowed to leave Madrid or um, go get into Madrid uh, so there's like a, um, mm. uh, some some kind of limits on, on, on movement uh, outside of Madrid. Within Madrid you can move sort of freely but uh, you're always obliged to wear a mask even if you're just taking a walk on your own.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow yeah no it's not that strict in Switzerland definitely.
1: Which <laughs> is a good thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it requires also a collective uh, awareness of how you do stick to the rules when you have to though. <laughs> like in in, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you go on public transportation or you go shopping, uh, at first they relied on people to just uh, be aware that, you know, wearing a mask is better, but then they had to be be a little more strict and say no, you have to. It's mandatory now, but uh, yeah, for the better. Um, now, however, as I said, I'm working uh, one day, uh, I go back into the office, I I realize how distant um, I'd grown uh, from identifying myself with Siemens, interestingly, uh, because, okay. yeah, by interacting with the people, to me, I think that's where the feeling of belonging to the company or a group, even a brand, if you wish, is, is strengthened and maintained um so for me personally through the interactions in person I felt and um was able to yeah the culture and um Is, I, I didn't May I re- ask
1: you a question? Sure. So so how do you how do you relate as a team do you have like a, a weekly team call with with your colleagues uh, do, do you do any anything like mm. that?
0: See I think and that's kind of the 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 weak spot I think you hit the, <laughs> the the nail on the head to be honest with you because we are the team that I'm in we have um, we basically the the work streams that we're in are not necessarily with the team members um, mm. so the the physical team that that I'm in meaning we do have a stand up on in the beginning of the week where we exchange but then mm. we kind of go in our own directions you know we work with mm. I mean we're we're a global portfolio team so we work with people our counterparts in the US or in Germany and so not necessarily with the team members um in Zug itself so that kind of also um how should i say we d- i didn't have like one place to go where we had regular exchanges throughout the week where we were able to just you know blow off some steam and talk about the challenges you know mm. we, didn't, we didn't i didn't really have that outlet in the beginning um, so yeah, that's maybe one, one aspect. Is that what came to your mind immediately? Is that something you guys found out in terms of,
1: uh, it's just what I'm learning myself in this, um, in this, in this time working from home, because, mm. um, in, initially I wasn't support, like. I didn't know how to manage also a team in in those remote times and how to keep Mm -hmm. some team spirit up. I think one colleague once said um, it it feels almost like a bottle full of trust and we're living from the substance. And of course, Mm -hmm. it's currently working because we know each other for years. Mm -hmm. But uh, they fear that this this liquid Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is emptying out and we need to make sure that we we restore it. And mm-hmm. if you think about it, um I think there's not just one way to restore or to strengthen the trust within the team. I think it will not go away, and I think it's always better to, to, or it has has certain benefits to meet in person. and I love the personal interaction that it, it will definitely energize me once we get back to to the office space. Mm-hmm. But I also believe we are still at the beginning of how to build a team. Remotely, at least I am still learning. I know that there uh, are big companies also are, who are doing it much more. Uh, just to give mm-hmm. you an example, at the very start, I said, okay, at least because I mean, of course, you, you have coffee breaks normally at the office so that people mingle and talk. And I said, okay, let's mm-hmm. at least try it and do like a virtual coffee break. So every Friday, at 11, we have like a, a team coffee break where we just drink coffee together. Mm-hmm. But honestly, it was really boring because there was like <laughs> like the same three people always talking, asking mm-hmm. some questions, making ha-ha jokes. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in the beginning it was okay, but then it really was boring. Mm-hmm. And then somebody had the idea, uh, it was actually somebody from a different team who they, they had like a concept board, which they used. And I don't know if you know concept board, but it's mm-hmm, like a, mm-hmm. a, a web page where everybody's online at the same time. And then you, you can see people's mouses um, at the cursor and um, attached to that is the name. So mm-hmm. it, normally in a team, you have some people who are very outspoken. Those were the three people talking always. Mm-hmm. And then you might have um, like a, a middle and and some more silent people. And now we have like a team meeting concept board, and um, we start each coffee break with like a, a vote where we say, okay, how do you feel today? And then you could go from a happy smiley to a sad smiley. So we just check in regularly. Since it's a Friday that we have the meeting, people are usually very happy. That's a good mm. start, <laughs> but not always. And then sometimes people want to share what's on their mind and sometimes they don't. And then we just say, well, OK, we hear you. We, we know you're, you're not well. And then you can maybe call the person later mm. or you just say, OK, we're with you. Um, and maybe you know what's happened. Maybe somebody in their family has had a problem, Do you know, and you just say, OK, we're, we're, we're with you. And then we typically have like a, a Q&A if there's hot topics in the company that, that needs to be shared. And then we have. Always one kind of team activity, which could be, what's your favorite Netflix series which you can recommend, which you saw lately, um, and during the the lockdown, we could also say, okay, if we didn't have a lockdown, what would be your favorite destination to go to right now, or what new skill did you try during lockdown, or what. Um, book record, can you recommend it? There's like even web pages who have lists of those questions where you, you can use and always there's one member of the team who prepares the question. And then you do it in a way that people on concept board, write down in little boxes, their answer, you don't just let them shoot out, or at least that's how we do it. And that's really cool because then people think and then one one person is normally moderating, so yeah, are you see Helena, your favorite movie seems to be I don't know. Um, you tell me, (laughs) and and then you get a conversation and then you see similarities and people really, and honestly, I know a lot more about some of the team members, um, from that time that I, than I knew before. So coming back to the, in like the beginning of, of, of my answer, um, I think that we are now building a different liquid in the trust bottle and, um, it's, it's a different way of engaging as a team. And uh, so we're maybe filling it with a different liquid and maybe we need both liquids in the future, but I think it also makes us stronger because we know each other also on a more personal level and also within the team, they know more about each other. And um, we're still at the beginning, as I said, so another example which we're planning now is to have a, a breakfast together where we, mm-hmm. uh, everybody's having breakfast. And um, since normally a team dinner would be also at a restaurant, it's being ordered and, and really people get a very uh-huh. cool breakfast at home, like a brunch type, but they, uh-huh. everybody gets it delivered at the same time. And then we have a brunch together.
0: No and that's way. That's also pretty
1: cool. And you just turn on the camera. Then and we haven't planned it out. Maybe we do like subgroups. But I think what I'm trying to get across is um, stay creative. Um, mm. And and it's it's a need. Something has gone away. But if we just say, well, we need the personal touch, then you don't come up with more creative solutions to build a team on a virtual basis as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I really love that because because the thing is is that you can't, um, you know, you 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 long for something that was in the past for the physical interactions for and then what you essentially is what 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 is that longing really, for the fun for the informality of the interactions for the, just the connection really, and so and I and I really like how you brought the the aspect of creativity into it and you said okay. And you guys thought of what can we do with the means that we have today to recreate a similar, you know, something that'll give you the same sensation in a sense. And, uh, because I also, you know, we also have these, yeah, weekly, uh, interactions and it's kind of like you say, you know, we always talk about what we did on the weekends and to me, it's reached a point where I'm just like, oh, are we going to talk about this same thing again? <laughs> it's just a little bit, uh. Maybe start a concert
1: board.
0: Definitely. I'm, that's definitely on my to-do list now. <laughs>
1: And the oh, last part of the concept board is always a feedback on the session, so you you uh-huh. you again have like a thumbs up, thumbs down, and then people uh-huh. can say, okay, was was this cool, was it helpful, was it boring, and then, um, because I think it, it, it will wear down as well, so you just need mm. to be creative, uh, to stay creative, um, and if you have a good solution, please let me know, because I'm um, cool. always eager to improve on this one as well.
0: Cool, I yeah, definitely will. I'll try that out, but and and also an, uh, an interesting thing that you mentioned is that you guys have the team check ins, you know, where you have the thumbs up, thumbs down, uh, or the move over with the cursor over the smiley faces. Um, we have one <clears throat> project team that we're working in, and the 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 scrum master. She's very, um, how should I say, strict about those check-ins. Uh, she does them every time we have a, a stand-up, which is once a week, and uh, super creative with the types of check-ins that she has. So sometimes, you know, uh, she has different examples where also we need to put the cursor over different weather, you know, uh, conditions that are like pictures on the concept board, and um, or sometimes it's more like, okay, talk about the funniest thing that happened to you uh, this week. And then we kind of get talking about that kind of stuff. And she's very... In the beginning, it kind of seemed like the team was like, okay, why are we doing, you know, spending so much time on the, mm-hmm. on the check-in and like, why we usually don't really talk about emotions, you know, especially the ones where she asks us to put our fingers in the air and say how we're doing on a scale from uh one to 10. And mm. if you're usually on a seven or a nine, and then suddenly you're on a six, everyone's like, what's going on? What happens? And for me personally, I was like, uh, okay, um, I need to be a little vulnerable now. I feel uncomfortable with it. <laughs> <laughs> and I could I could sense that other team members also kind of felt that way. Have you been experimenting with that? Uh the check-ins in other settings except for the the um, the, the weekly team meetings where they're you know purposefully informal. Have you used check-ins for the the more formal meetings as well?
1: Um Not in the same way, honestly, but it's a good idea. And um, I'm always trying to make meetings interactive, also the big ones. So um, it could be with a mentimeter, which is something which we already Mm -hmm. use a lot. And I think we probably should use it even more. Um, I think that also there is a limit in terms of size. So I think a concept board solution probably as as soon as it gets anonymous, because you have so many people, then Mm -hmm. the name attached to the cursor is not the value add. So I think it's um, probably not the same solution for every um, every situation, but the problem stays the same. And this is how do you really engage um, virtually? Mm-hmm. It's, it's But it's also the same if you have a big presentation in front of 100 or 200 people, or I don't know how many, if you need to interact with the audience. And the same thing is true in any presentation, um, be it a virtual one or an in-person one.
0: Mm-hmm. And have you had to engage with such big audiences?
1: <laughs> online? Um, online, I think like on a panel discussion, yes, I, I did. Um, and it's always tough to get a response because people, as you said, feel a bit in the spotlight if you just ask ask mm-hmm. something to the group. And I think one part, what you can do is people can can sh- show their thumb up. Um, people can also in teams, you can you can have the raise your hand feature. Um, and you can use Mentimeter. But um, I'm also open for suggestions if you have any any new ideas on, on how to interact even more virtually. I think that's um, always welcome and um, makes us better.
0: I'm going to have to read up on that more, because as you say, you know, I don't think this this pandemic is going to be um, <clears throat> gone anytime soon um, and we'll, we'll be re- working remotely for quite some uh quite some time and i really realized that actually in september because it was always the (laughs) i I think that you know if you think of in terms of a a run or marathon you have a finish line and for me it's like okay we went into lockdown and the first line i wanted to pass was okay get through the through the lockdown and then after that it was like okay well we think we're going to be going back to the office um, sometime around august september so then that was my next milestone and now i've reached that milestone and i'm like actually things have not Changed that much. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not back to the way it was. This is literally a new normal, and I think that really s- sunk in for me in September, where I was like, "Okay, I need to deal with this uh, with a little more of a long term perspective," and uh, I had to. I had to get over that. It took me a while. It took it's me like a, a week to to kind of realize that this is. Not something midterm because it's something, yeah, more shorter term, midterm. Psychologically, it's easier to deal with, I feel at least, mm. than if something is more longer term.
1: How like long did you commute to the office, if I may ask?
0: 45 minutes. Oh, that's,
1: that's a long one. Okay.
0: Yeah. You think it's a long <laughs> one? Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's one way right
0: yeah that's one way
1: yeah it depends on your perspective i know that also some colleagues of us for example in, in istanbul they have more than an hour of commute every day mm-hmm. um, but other people live like i don't know 15 minutes uh, away from from their workplace because at least what i'm seeing here we did some research also our biggest offices here in are in lisbon and in madrid mm-hmm. and I And the average time spent commuting one way is roughly um, 45 minutes, so one and a half hours a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I did realize in the beginning of the pandemic that I was working more than ever. um, Mm -hmm. And I literally mean more than ever, including my time at a big consulting company. Um, Wow. Despite all that, I did get meaningful time with my wife. Which I enjoyed a lot. And mm-hmm. I was wondering, okay, how can that be? How can I be working so much and still have quality time with my wife? Mm-hmm. And uh, the answers were really obvious and simple. But I didn't spend the time commuting. And mm-hmm. um, those one and a half hours a day really pay off. And uh, so it's interesting for me to, to hear from you that it needed to sink in and it uh, was perceived also um, quite negatively. Um, mm, yeah. That you have this new reality because what we are seeing also from the surveys we do with our employees here, mm-hmm. people really want to work more days from home. So it's something that they perceive more as a benefit. Of course, we need to make it uh, work. We need uh, to be to be mindful of of what's needed to be able to work from home. Uh, also, from an ergonomic point of view, what kind of mm. computer screen do we need to have? What kind of chair? Might be necessary or like a keyboard, those little things that that all matter, mm. and um, it's something we want to offer as a benefit. We don't want to force anybody to work from home because that doesn't make any sense. Because some people just don't have the space or really don't like it, or that could be the case. But the vast majority really appreciates it, just also being uh, for for having more time in their day, be it to have, as you said, more time with your loved ones or yeah. also to, to engage with your hobbies, through sports, to sleep more, mm-hmm. um, whatever. It's your time. It's the time that you gain.
0: Definitely. I mean, I think what I what I really um, <clears throat> had to deal with is the fact that um, I think maybe my, my situation is also maybe a bit particular because, I again, I think it comes from the fact that I live alone. And so I was really looking forward to have more of the interactions at work because I also derive a lot of inspiration from the uh, touch points at work so just the oh you know looking left and right what are you doing what are you guys working on ah you know can I help you with this or maybe you could help me with that I really I really love that part of being in the office and then when I went back to the office that one day there are just very few people but just because of the (laughs) sheer yeah function that we have right we're we're more of a a portfolio and innovating um, and driving <clears throat> innovation from uh, from Zug. and I think um yeah at, at the moment just a lot of people are still working from home so it didn't it didn't give me the expected uh, outcome that I was um, like, yeah that I was hoping for, you were hoping for. Mm-hmm. Mm, exactly because don't get me wrong I do love working from home it's given me so much time <laughs> as you say <laughs> but uh, yeah all right. Well, um I was I was doing a little bit of reading on the future workplace and McKinsey they speak of fit for purpose space designs for future working meaning that uh, workplaces that support organizational priorities. And um it kind of goes into uh, I think you were saying before there's no one size fits all um and there's going to be, you know, try to try to bring the best of both worlds. Um, to, to, um, to whatever context and whatever business, um, how should I say business or business requirement? Cause I mean, uh, uh, a sales team may have different needs in terms of how much they work remotely, how much they work at the office, for example, or how much time they spend at customers. Then for example, someone who works in production where they, you know, working from home is, is sheerly impossible. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on this and how have you guys been tackling or have you been tackling, have you had to tackle that
1: problem? I'm not sure if I understand the question, to be honest.
0: So the question is, um, <clears throat> what have you guys been doing in terms of finding the right fit? So um, defining, okay, you were talking about Creating the best of both worlds, right? The Ah, remote, Mm -hmm. remote, and the the on-site, Mm -hmm. and how are you guys developing a concept around that Mm -hmm. that fits the different business priorities?
1: Okay, got it. So basically, honestly, I had to smile a little when you said that, okay, there's like one concept which we need to define because um, what it is really <laughs> like, it's a work in progress. And it's uh, like you have a, a basic idea to co- combine both concepts and to basically say, well, you want to have half the time and able to work from home, half the time at the office to build a team, also like in a, on a, in a personal level. And then what we did is basically designed office spaces where we located teams. And now it's down on the team level where every manager gets like a, a briefing, okay, how this could look like uh, with you uh, for you. Uh, like this is the department you would be sharing offices with. And um, now it's every department And talking to their team members, saying, okay, how do you want to work in the future? And then it's really a back and forth learning, okay, this works for us, this doesn't work for us, maybe we need to adapt it, or maybe we need to combine it in a different way. And I think basically that's the way to go because I just do not believe that there's like one guru who will be possible mm. to define it for everyone. So but it's really talking to people, it, it's, it's work, <laughs> you really need to engage mm. with people. And you can't just say, well, you just need to come Monday and Tuesday, but you basically you need to talk to people and, and, and adapt if, if, if need be. And um, I don't believe that we, that, that the world is too complex to just give one answer from like an ivory tower perspective. But it's really down to team level, engaging Mm. with people, understanding their needs. And people are very different. I have one team member, she's very, very much, um, she needs quiet space. And, um, I can also relate to that because I also struggle concentrating at times. Mm. Um, and, um, she basically says she's very, very happy working from home because she gets so much more stuff done. She's Mm. super clever. And I really, really appreciate having her on my team. And I would be, frankly, stupid to to force her to work more at the, from the office. And mm. also, maybe to put it differently, I was stupid in the past because I didn't even question it. And um, I could have asked and said, well, do you need to work more from home? Because mm. if you or like, do you need to have more quiet space? And then we could have enabled her more. Um, but of course, you yeah, are at a disadvantage. If everybody but you is at the office, mm-hmm. then that means that... Uh, you lose out. Uh, You don't have Mm -hmm. the the same kind of connections, right? And I think that um, you probably have some kind of, some part of the population who really needs the the personal interaction more than others. And some are more introverts, right? And Mm -hmm. the world, the work world is more geared toward the extrovert type currently or before pandemic times because everybody needed to be in the office and buzzing and talking and interacting. And now the world is more geared toward the introvert type, right? And you seem to be, um, maybe more of the extrovert type because you really need that close contact to people <laughs> more to to get your inspiration and, and your energy level up. Mm. And for others, it's it's just dragging their energy. And I think we're at a point where we can recalibrate um, so that um, maybe the balance is more also on the side of more introvert people. And it's just super important to see the individual and make it work for everyone on an individual basis, on a team basis, instead of just saying, okay, this is the solution.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. definitely so how does that interaction look like when you guys when you say that the teams have to interact with each other who goes when to the office I mean what are they what are they considering are they working on similar projects or how does that or is it purely um, I get along better with uh, or I get along really well with that team we like uh, what, what are the conversations that that happened you know
1: I'm not in all conversations, so I don't know, <laughs> um, but what I can tell you is, is how we do it. So basically the project team for the new work concept, they they made like a draft a proposal on how the combination could look like also mm-hmm. in, in, in terms of, okay, how do the spaces look like and, and what they know from talking to people. And now it is basically discussing those proposals with the teams and um, with the managers and then adapting to what is required. Mm-hmm. So, and I will ask my team um, what days are your favorite days because I believe that we need to have one or two days per week where we are as a team at the office to, in order mm-hmm. to have that team spirit. Mm-hmm. Not more often. And if somebody wants to come more often, well, feel free. And if you come less, well, we need to discuss that because I do believe that it does give does add some value to us as a team. Um, because I've also in in previous functions I've seen offices where people didn't. Didn't always engage uh, at the office, and um, I think that a lot of energy is lost if you don't have that personal contact. So mm-hmm. you just need to rebalance it.
0: Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that, but I like also that uh, there's a project team who came up with a concept and it was basically t- checked with the teams and validated if this would, if this would work for the for them, and if they could, um, yeah, if they'd be happy um, implementing that concept. If it would, yeah, if it would work for them. What were things that were changed um, along the way?
1: Mm, many things. For example, the, the, how many um, how many phone booths do we need? Um, and we are not even at the point yet on where we discuss dates. So mm. uh, we're still a work in progress. We're not in the in the new office setup yet. So we are. I, I have tomorrow. I have a couple of meetings with other people on the same floor. Where we where we try to align. Okay, what is it that you need? So, for example, we have one team that um, that needs to be in the last five days of the month. Needs to be always at the office as a team. And um, mm-hmm. the payroll team needs to be at the office as a team always between like the 20th and 25th of a of a month because then they need to just put their heads together for the. Mm -hmm. for the um, payroll process at the very end so it's just it depends on on each team and their needs we also have like and this is not on our floor but i know from engineering teams that they just every now and then they just need to be two weeks straight at the office to like work on a new like on a big canvas to to sketch out a new project Mm -hmm. that's something which you simply cannot do at the same quality level remote or maybe Mm -hmm. not yet maybe in some distant future we will or maybe not so distant future. Um, so it's it's really defining days. It's it's defining what you need to work as a team. It's, yeah, it's, um, it depends really on, on every team. Mm-hmm.
0: And how much less space do you have in this? It's a new building, right? Or is it not? Is no, it no, a... it's the same building. Yeah, okay. I see. Because you're just reutilizing it differently and, well, you just have less space. Uh, respect the the distance rules, is that right?
1: The project is not finished yet, we might have less space, yes. Um, mm-hmm. But the, like that's also something that we need to make ourselves aware of. That's not a cut- cost-cutting program to reduce rent, because we're also investing a lot in the new spaces. It's mm-hmm. really about having a different kind of, of um, work-life balance, enable that, but also a different kind of work atmosphere um, with uh, taking into account the the needs and also the preferences of the people Mm. and the business. Mm.
0: Yeah, of course. Hmm. And how are, how are things, um, going in terms of, uh, change, change management to, to manage these both worlds. I was reading on, um, with the increase of remote working that leaders just need to be even more engaged with their, with their, with their people. Um, I don't know if you guys are subject to to change and restructuring right now. We are, and we just realized that we really needed to um, increase communication just because people are remotely, they feel a, a little more disconnected in a sense. So mm. uh, the level amount of communication needed to be increased in terms of that specific uh, restructure. But overall, I feel this um, <clears throat> pandemic has also um, yeah, brought the changes, and so how how can leaders um, do a good job of managing this change and getting people back back into the back into the office? What are your thoughts on this?
1: I think it's. It, 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 as you phrase it, maybe you didn't meant it, uh, didn't mean it, <laughs> but it, it sounds very much like a top-down approach. So a manager does something and then, you know, it has an impact on people. <laughs> but I think that one key part is to actually ha- have let people have a say, you yeah. know, um, because I don't know if you are a person who needs to have a whiteboard. I don't know if you are a person who needs to be in the office five days a week. I don't know or if you want to have a coffee corner or if you want to have a, I don't know, (laughs) a lounge chair. I don't Mm -hmm. know what your necessities are and Mm -hmm. I think it's important that people actually have a say and not just say well okay how do you like this but okay let's change it. You said okay we need different, well then we do different. Um, and I think that's a, a key part. So to me saying that it's uh, change management is about, okay, I tell you how to change and I just need you to accept it. <laughs> I think that's just, you're not, you're not gonna get the best results. Sometimes of mm-hmm. course you need to take a top-down decision, but in this kind of, of project, you maybe give like a, a overall guidance. Okay, this is where we believe that, we, that we're heading. Um, but how do you want this to, make, to, to work? Mm-hmm. I think that's really having people. People have a say, mm-hmm.
0: and so how you guys get people to have a say is really to come up with the overall concept and then uh, play back and discuss it in the teams and then feed the and feed the feedback back up to the project exactly. team or the yeah.
1: And and we will not be able to always do mm-hmm. what people would like to have, and that's normal. But at least in some, we do have some some areas where we can and. And in some areas where we can't, but it's. I think it's always good to, to have people have an impact. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd like to see more of that. Uh, <laughs> where I work, we don't. I don't always feel too included, because I I do think that I I'm happy to share my voice. I'm just qu- quite uh, yeah wondering if in an environment where mm, it's not typical to exchange or to ask for feedback, if. The the insecurity that I face is like, okay, if I do speak up, will that be perceived well or not very well? I mean, because I'm also not asked. You know what I mean?
1: Mm, Yes. Maybe it will be perceived well. Maybe it will be perceived bad. If it's the (laughs) right thing to do, simply do it. Mm.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Because I I do believe that you can influence people. I think that people do value it. And some, some people might like you for it and some other people might not like you for it. But mm-hmm. I'm a stern believer in, um, in, in if you see something that's not right, you can convince people or, and, and, and influence people because people in the end are intelligent and, and will listen. And mm-hmm. maybe it could also be that you're not seeing the full picture. It could be that, from your perspective, it makes a lot of sense, and that mm. that that you'll you need to learn that okay, this is what's at stake, right? Mm. Um, and that's that's the cool part of it of engaging, and I think your podcast is also a good good example of that, just experimenting and trying it out, but. Mm. Um, of course, it's it, it, it's not easy either. Um, but if you if you're afraid of of pushback or of not being heard, of course, it, it, you cannot always be heard. That's normal. But it doesn't mean that it's not worth uh, raising your voice and, and, and sharing your concern, because only like that we can improve.
0: Mm, well, that's a good point. Because I think what holds me back a lot of the time is literally the the point of oh, I'm not sure that I have the full picture. And if I give feedback and it's completely, <laughs> in a sense, not very helpful because I don't have the full picture. I'm just like, mm, but then I, I should be more. I just speak my mind, and say what because then it's it's as you say. It's really about the the engagement and just remember that people on the other side are also just human and you can have a normal conversation without <laughs> fearing <Definitely>. anything.
1: <laughs> and yes. yes, you will look stupid at times, <laughs> that's but true. if you if you <laughs> that's normal.
0: That is normal. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Okay. Well, in this sense, is there anything else that you'd like to add with regards to the to the new normal concept that you've been working on? Some points that we didn't touch upon?
1: Mm, nothing that comes to mind. All right. No.
0: Um, my final question that I always like to ask, mm-hmm. if, you get, if you could give some advice to your younger self before you embarked um, on this um, journey, this leadership journey, if you wish, uh, what would it be? What would that advice be to yourself?
1: Stay true to yourself, never stop learning, and whatever you find, try to make um, the best of it. Mm. Honestly, you know, what comes to my mind is I recently had a conversation also with talents, and um, some of my colleagues gave the advice to network a lot. Um, and that really has an impact on your career that Mm. might be good advice but really I do not believe that to be very helpful for us as a society because I do believe that in the end we need to have an impact and if we focus too much on networking and and on how to advance ourselves or our career I think we're not advancing and Mm. and as a society as a whole as a company as human beings so Mm. I believe just take the topics as you see them try to Improve them, try to improve yourself um, Mm -hmm. every day a bit, Um, have fun learning and um, just know that you will make mistakes and accept that. And I think that's the most valuable, maybe liberating advice to give because all this kind of networking, like, will you be perceived stupid or mediocre or I don't know what? um, Mm. Yes, you might. Yes, you might not. But um, that's all you have. Make the best of it.
0: Mm, I agree with that, and I really like that you said um, try to improve yourself every day, because I think a lot of you know even if you're like networking or not, the the constant working in yourself what that essentially does it is it increases the confidence in yourself, and you're able to trust yourself to get to have an impact. So when you do meet the right people, <laughs> you're essentially better equipped to to be. How should I see? Per- yeah, to be the real deal and say, hey, I, I did do something. This is what I did. <laughs> and you can have much, a, a much stronger conversation or deeper conversation in a sense. Do you know what I'm trying to say?
1: Yeah, I, I, I hope I do. <laughs> I think I do. <laughs> um, I, I think it's with a notion maybe because I, I'm i not sure if there's like the right people or the big bosses or, or whatever to meet because I, mm. I believe that... Um, it's a learning journey that we're on and um, if the person is the right person because he's higher up the hierarchy or or what Mm -hmm. I'm, yes, might be maybe somebody down the hierarchy has a better idea. And Mm -hmm. I think it's, um, it's really about um, making the most of it. And I think your podcast is actually a very good example. I don't know how many, how many of them you've made so far, but probably you will be, the first ones will not be very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you would mm. improve every every time. We saw it in so many formats where we basically we tried something and then we get got feedback and then. Some of the initiatives were boring and they died out. Some of the initiatives are very good, and mm. some of them we just need to improve. And mm. um, I think there's so many examples of it, and you just need to get out there, try it, mm-hmm. um, improve, refine, get feedback, ask for it, and uh, then I think that in itself is is uh, the journey is the is the goal. Not there's not just like this shiny trophy at the end.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's fun learning, fun engaging, and fun improving. And I think that you're doing a hell of a good job in this one with the podcast. You're just uh, <laughs> Thank you. going out there and and and, and trying.
0: Mm. That's literally the 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 experience it's been. <laughs> I was so the first few recordings I was just so intense in a sense, like, Oh, it has to be this way and it has to be that way. <laughs> and then I started going out and I was like, actually, you know, like, let's be realistic for a second. You're going to have to, you're going to have a few followers, a few people who actually listen to the first recordings, which is basically family and friends, if we're honest. And, and then that just allows you to, to grow and to learn and to refine. And that's, what's really fun about the whole experiment, a uh, whole experience. And it's also just for me personally speaking to new people and learning so much, I mean, it's just, you know, when you, I I like to read a lot. And so it's like, oh, this is a topic I could probably talk on, on the podcast about with someone, I hope. Uh, it's just really fun to be able to to exchange and uh, learn new things and then also in terms of the the product itself refine it as i go so it's really been a cool experience so far
1: <laughs> really cool and even if nobody's listening you're having a good time and you you're learning yeah. stuff and who knows for for what you will, you use it later
0: definitely definitely although i do hope that uh, someone out there derives a little bit of information from it <laughs> that would
1: i'm sure that I'm would sure be nice that.
0: <laughs> no. all right well with this um thank you so much for your openness and and honesty um i liked how you um yeah just were very very direct very honest and um and clear in your in your answer so thanks for that and thanks for your time and i guess we're we're done for more inspiring interviews, make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate and review me. I'd love to receive your feedback as well, so do comment. And feel free to send me uh, your requests about who you'd like me to interview next. You can find me on Instagram at we Boundaries to Solve or just drop me a message on LinkedIn. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. This is Helena and you've been listening to Where Boundaries to Solve.